Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. <laughs> Well, guys, guys, we have done it again. <laughs> We've, we are sat around while bad things happen. Sat around while terrible things while terrible happen. Terrible things occur. We are podcasting on the on the cusp on of, the cusp of a potential of war. War, or of like Russia's war. Yeah, a war of Russian aggression mm-hmm. against the Ukraine. We, we hope. We stand with Ukraine. <laughs> we hope that they're okay. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. As Carrie would say, stay true. Stay true. That's a real great advice. I think we were talking a little about how like it's hard to 
wade through social media in times like this. Um, I don't think we've really ever been... I mean, there's been global conflict, obviously, but social media in a war... I don't think we should it have keeps, social media in general, but to have to add a war into the mix? I think we've reached a point where the collective psychosis is so right. strong and we're now... We're, Sorry to interrupt, but as you said, that a crow called. My crows stand with me. I think that like we've been kind of separated or just like isolated a lot. And we went through a period of like social media activism and like the wave of like virtue signaling and that kind of usage of it. But I think now we've entered a new era where when horrible things happen, which I think will just keep happening over and over and be more and more feel more and more powerful or present just because information travels so quickly and you have so much access to it. People have now this tool that they've gotten really comfortable with over the pandemic in isolation. And instead of doing things like calling your therapist or like meditating or journaling or just taking care of yourself and like doing like an artist date with yourself, you decide to deal with whatever's going on internally be it like you're stressed about World War Three potentially or like COVID, which are all like totally valid things to be stressed about. Instead of doing something healthy, many people just log on and then air their pussies out to dry <laughs> on social media. And it, we've entered this era of just like performance. Like everyone now is just performing and processing in real time and it's so embarrassing and painful but also deeply entertaining at its best and then at its worst it's like wildly annoying and the imagine video yeah i mean that was kind of best worst mm -hmm. it existed in like we hate to love it and love yeah. to hate it but like there's that middle area like if you're not being a true like cringeworthy fool that inspires pity in the hearts of millions or you're just like inspiring pure cry laughter you're somewhere in the middle and that's also just an even sadder place to be because you're not iconically spiraling mm -hmm. and that's where i think everyone is finding themselves or and i'm just a mere observer sitting on the sidelines with my fedora mm. mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you i think i think we've been siloed into like chapels of self mm -hmm. with our each of our social media brands the, the single the singular it's like a cathedral of yourself yeah and a lot of people especially in a time of like you know, it's it's horrifying the stuff we're starting to see coming out of it. It's scary. People are gonna die. Like it's it's like very upsetting to see that this kind of bloodshed is happening. But people to make it about you and to pity yourself and like your empath vibes <laughs> and to kind of um pay homage to yourself for being like, I'm getting through this what therapy is for and like tweeting about it it's like okay that's what I'm, journals are for 
it's also you know I on the on the flip side like you're do whatever you want you know it's your like no whatever, it's a free free fucking country hey it's land just, of the free home of the brave mm-hmm. America was built on the principles of you do you right but when I see like a gay in like New York who's works a cushy job at like a tech company in Flatiron <laughs> and is like working remotely from like Queens and being like oh my god like what am, how am I supposed to work right now you know mm-hmm. and posting like a silly meme picture with it like babe it's like shut up you're yeah. fine you know it's if it, you don't want to work you probably just have a shitty job that you don't really like that much yeah or you're just lazy <laughs> we're working <laughs> I get it like and you know I'm not saying it's not going to get worse like it could who knows what's going to happen it's your fears are valid as Lara said like it's I'm afraid it's scary I'm just saying like <laughs> to make it to like make it twee and like be sort of like twee martyrdom it's like okay, you know i mm-hmm. i i just it that's one I like just, genre I just, of mm-hmm. response i just i can't access that and like if that's what you want to do to to feel better like i support you and i su- as i, I say stay true i make fun of i make fun and i want people to i want people to send me those i want to follow specifically meme accounts that like post everyone's like psychosis because it makes me feel better and because i think the only good thing about total destabilization and like war truly the one silver lining is that there are memes about it and those are really funny and it's funny to live in an era where like people can meme about war like Mm -hmm. those things are such opposing forces that shouldn't exist in like the same lifetime yet they do so i think that that's like great but i would obviously rather have no war and just like memes about something else no i mean like if we're gonna if there's gonna be war and destabilization like at least there are also memes yeah i mean la i think cultural icon patrick sandberg he told me we were talking a little about it and he said shit posting through like turbulence mm-hmm. is one thing that we can always depend on. Always count on. And that's true. And shout out to meme lords and lordesses and meme nays and thems for Leash. truly you guys are doing the work. Mm-hmm. You are my you are the people that are processing your mental illness, I think, in the most healthy way by making people laugh. Mm hmm. And to that, I tip my hat to you and I say thank you for your service, brave soldiers. Um, but yes, Laura, you were sorry, you were saying. No, we just listened to um, the COVID psychic mm. who sent all his clients like a 15 minute reading of like what's going on. And I made Carrie listen to it with sh- me. It was a spiel. It was a spiel. Yeah, his thoughts. Because I guess his e- his inbox has been flooded. People mm. are stressed around the world. And he basically said like... Again, understandably stressed. No, well, yeah, it's like scary. But yeah. also, what are you going to do? What it's like happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people are very stressed. And he says things are definitely going to be in place of en masse. But... They Not will. my quote. <laughs> well, he actually used, he t- pointed to a platter, a planet that was like the planet of corpses and then said piles of bodies. So like hate, hate that, but like a place of en masse yeah. was conjured. 
but then he said it's gonna he believes it will ultimately get better and there will be like a revolution and he does not believe that this is leading to like a world war he sort of said it it leads into a place of she will be revealed tonight like mm-hmm. she, about putin being he's always yeah yeah he's sort of what was interesting in his his screed right is that is that the word i don't know i like it his monologue was that Putin has sort of been like since 2014, sort of this like shadowy. I mean, Putin's always been Putin, but he's really pointing to a enlightening around the world of like some of these shadowy hyper normalization or like shady things that we've like been unable to make find heads the or tails of. Yeah. It's Putin. So he's sort of like it's going to be a reckoning for him mm-hmm. and like. It's, Unmask it like the Scooby Doo villain. He did go full. She will be revealed, and then will you be revealed? looked. You looked at me, and said the thing that's been on both of our minds lately, and something that I've been a truther about for a long time, which is Malaysia, Malaysia Flight Three Seventy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that he's pointing to 2014. He kept reiterating because his what he was saying, the psychic was saying, was that this. Aggression that we're seeing is is like horrifying and like very upsetting, but it's been happening since 2014 with like Crimea and all that action that was happening back then. It's just been this ongoing thing, and a lot of it has just been sort of under the radar mm-hmm. and because Putin is so fucking clandestine and is able to pull weird stops. Um, just infiltrating yeah. left and right. But he is saying this is sort of like because as you said, there's so much information. Like we're now just seeing it on full display and he's not being coy about it anymore. Yeah. But he said like, this is not a new war. This is, this is a war that's been going on for almost 10 years. But what's so interesting is obviously like Malaysia 370, obviously people might not know or remember, (laughs) but like, I think everyone remembers. Yeah. But it, it it was March of 2014. If you listen to this podcast, yeah, that's you true. know that Malaysia 370 is a passion of ours. But it's it happened in March of 2014, and I want and there are a lot of theories, and some of them are kind of quacky, but there are some reputable people who are researchers who felt that like Russia had something to do with this. I think with that, I mean, sorry. I think that now now that I've heard this guy, I'm literally like I truly know nothing and i'm only basing this on two different psychics that i've never actually met who have told me things that i'm now just going to piece together but based i'm like based on ovidu's reading just now and then based on a numerologist who years ago told my friend that malaysia flight 370 like they would come back someday like it was like there it's not done like it will return i don't necessarily think he means like the people will return yeah, or the airplane but i do i'm now thinking he means that it will get aired out that russia actually like shot that plane down or captured it or something like that or that russia had something to do with it the article you sent me there's i saw i watched the australia 60 minutes on it and the this australian you know, research, I don't know, he's like a doctor or whatever, but he's, he feels that he has the exact location of the plane somewhere off the coast of Australia under 10 meters of water, which is, or not 10 meters, 10,000 meters or something crazy. And he believes that the plane was being followed. And that's why 
it the, went off course. And because he said it was like doing to try a, and lose whatever was following it. He said it did a maneuver at one point where it was basically like in a holding pattern and like going in circles and like it was a very erratic mm-hmm. pattern. Because he and he said it seemed that may, he theorizes that perhaps the pilot, who people believe now took it down intentionally or had some mental thing going on yeah or he was getting revenge on the airline or something about the some his someone a relative was sort of in like a political some i don't believe that and i'll tell you why and this leads into something that i really wanted to talk about but like keep going keep going well anyway he just he said that it felt it seemed like a good thought of a pilot of like a skilled pilot to try to lose someone following him so maybe he thinks that maybe like a, another aircraft was like on the tail of the plane and sort of like hijacking them like via following them mm-hmm. and maybe l- kind of force them into this trajectory into the ocean. Because they never so found the black box, did they? No, they haven't found anything. They haven't they, found anything. Well, no, they've, they've found like pieces. They found a piece of a rudder or something on the all the way across to reunion island which is off the coast of africa so mm-hmm. it had to have traveled all the way across the indian ocean which is crazy yeah but like there's they found basically nothing i'm just saying but anyway but there all there eyes was, on you <laughs> like there, there was a famous new york mag article that this guy wrote that was like he felt that they they had two russian operatives on the plane that hijacked the plane knocked everyone out or killed everyone by like depressurizing it mm-hmm. and then landed it in Kazakhstan. Oh yeah. As and like, you showed me the like, yeah. And there's, there was like a, they took like a satellite photos and they buried this huge area, like in a short period of time. And they think the plane is under there. That's obviously like a very far fetched, but the plane was traveling for Things like, are crazy. The plane was traveling for like 12 or 15 more hours before it disappeared. Which is just crazy to me. Yeah. So anyway, he thinks it was like a Russia just fucking with us. Probably. But that's a theory. I don't know. I I think, but I think it's interesting that all of that was being sort of implied by this guy mm-hmm. that Russia's been behind all these. She anyway. will be revealed. But what were you? Um. No, I wanted to talk. Did you see? Did you watch the uh, <laughs> Malaysia Flight Three Seventy brain? Lime brain. I'm like Malaysia brain. You have Havana. Did you watch the case against Boeing? No, I can't. I'm too oh yeah, afraid. you can't fuck with like a plane no. thing. Um. Well, Freaks I watched it, so you don't have to. Great. As we are, as we're about to fly to like three different times in the, in one week. Yeah, like all on Boeing yeah. jets. Mm-hmm. But it was. I'm like, why the real war that needs to be waged is a war on Boeing for what they've done. It was crazy, Carrie. Like, you don't have to watch it. I know it'll just stress you out. But I really think, like, everyone needs to watch this documentary. No, I mean, I, I'm interested. They, fu- they like, killed people. Basically, they Airbus came out with, like, a new jet. And then Boeing was like, oh, no. Like, we're falling behind in the market share. And so they were like, we're just going to put these fuel-efficient jets on, like, already just, like, old airplanes essentially Mm -hmm. like they just like refurbished a bunch of airplanes with these like heavy 
fuel efficient jets. Right. And in order to make up for the heaviness of the new jets on these old ass planes, they put in this system called an MCAS system that is like a little sensor near the nose of the plane that could sense if the plane's being like dragged by like if the plane goes up like at a certain angle and it sends a signal to the back of the plane to make like the tail move to correct that and like it drags the plane it would like make the plane's nose go down instead of up but to cut costs Boeing just like put this system in and they said over and over like the pilots don't need to be trained they don't need to know about this like they never told pilots that this like system existed so remember in 2019 there were those two planes that crashed basically these sensors were set off and they caused like all this commotion in the cockpit and then the plane's nose starts going down the pilots have no idea what's going on or like how to fix it and those planes crashed because of this sensor and the pilots weren't trained and had no knowledge of how to like deal with the system so then after these planes crashed Boeing basically was saying like oh it's not it was the pilot's fault like it's not like just not taking a shred of responsibility and then this documentary like looks into it and is basically like oh it tracks it it like gives you a kind of history of Boeing as a company and then there was this merger where this other company Mm -hmm. took over and it became like a corporation just focused on making money and like Mm. paying off the shareholders and then all the quality control went down and their production went up and they were like finding like ladders that were just like left in the plane like what like little metal shavings on wires that could like explode at any time like truly just like and the shareholders are like we don't care we just want to sell airplanes and then these two flights crashed basically because of that they were like we put these sensors in in order to escape having to pay for any pilot simulation training which costs i guess a ton of money to like pull pilots off of their job and like train them and get them up to speed on everything they were like they don't need it they don't need it they don't need it and then sent these pilots like and hundreds of people in just like death plane rides and i'm like how the fuck can this like happen and people just get away with it and they basically just like got away with it there were hearings and like they escaped any criminal charges they had to pay 2.5 bill the ceo retired with like 62 million in like retirement pension like and meanwhile at did the least, money did the money go to the families? I don't know, but that's also not that m- much when you no. like when you divide it in between. I don't think they. I don't know if they did or not. If you divide it between like three or four hundred people and then pay everyone's lawyers and like whatever and recover costs, you're not getting that much money, no. and it's not even like any amount of money is going to replace your like daughter who died on this plane crash it was a completely preventable 100 percent preventable situation that makes me sick it's where did sickening. they crash in the ocean they crashed literally they crashed within like very shortly after takeoff one in the ground and then one in the ocean and it would be like 
the plane would nosedive and then these pilots were trying to like get it up and it the black boxes were found and it showed like the flight pattern of like them trying to fight from these nosedives. And they basically said in the system, if you don't act within 10 seconds and shut it off, the plane's going to crash. And the pilots didn't even know that it's fucking crazy. And And like, and I know if you, if you're pulling up in a plane, you're going to stall. Yeah. Then it's just like destabilizing. And so they also, what's even darker to me is like the style of like corporate communication Mm -hmm. in these types of events disgusting is not even human it should be like stoned publicly honestly but it's like (laughs) the way that they handle things like if you or i did something that caused someone to die (laughs) like you or i or any human would be like i'm so sorry or like be like i'm working on this or be i don't know like you would have like a human and you'd have empathy about it and be like clearly something's wrong here like we're trying to fix this or blah 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 or like i will spend the rest of my life trying to make amends yeah or like let me figure out what happened like clearly this is some sort of issue that's like repeating itself like blah 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 they basically say like it's not our fault it's the pilot's fault they hire all these like lobbyists and publicity people to make it seem like it's like all these pilots fault or it's like these people from like like kind of shitty countries that like don't know really how to fly planes and like and then they meet with the pilots union because pilots are like really proud of their job I'm like what i learned about pilots but You're like great. All the pilots are like, we're proud to be pilots. This is why I don't think Malaysia Flight 370 pilot would like tank the plane because pilots are like excited to fly and like they want to like do a great job. They're good. My dad is, he flies. Oh, yeah. Not for his main job, but he's a proud pilot. Yeah. But like pilots are a vibe. Yeah. And so the pilots were like, what the fuck yeah and they sat down with like the main bitches at boeing to have like a meeting (laughs) the main main skanks at boeing yeah and they like had some recordings of this meeting and like if i was going into a meeting for my fucking pilot bros and was sitting down i'd be like what the fuck is going on like can you figure this out like why is this happening but everyone's so stilted in their language and it's like so non-emotional it's bizarre i'm like corporations are crazy you just have to like robot talk to each other and not even say what you really think or feel no i mean i'd be like what the fuck and then i'd want them to be like it's not our fucking problem and then us like fight i'd rather have like a fight than be like we are looking into it and uh we shall see but we don't it's like uh like can you say one thing that like makes me believe you or believe that you even give a shit about this well the pilots are probably like worried about losing their jobs or like not working again if the corporate sharks blacklist them you know what i mean for yeah but they're like unionized so i think that it's still it's it's probably intimidating no i mean it's sort of like the sacklers Mm. it's sort of like purdue the big pharma it's like you've have literally like 
annihilated like almost a million people mm-hmm. and you don't care and you're getting away with it like they are kind of getting away i mean they've been they've been sort of slapped on the wrist i but know like, they're like we lost the wing of the mat <laughs> yeah but like they're they're down in i mean i heard from a source that they're like in palm beach oh yeah just like chilling that seems like the perfect place to go if it's you're like a the exile of Amer- american exile zone it's like the corsica <laughs> where they <laughs> but like they don't care these people like these corporations don't they don't care no i just can't imagine being appointed to the company i worked for was responsible for 300 people plus dying Horribly. and then having the balls to just go into a court hearing and be just like MBD. whatever about it like well that's you're kidding me right i think that i imagine that if you're in that position of like power and control and like you're around that much money and like corners being cut like you probably develop like i think you can develop being a sociopath or it just it just erodes your humanity yeah i think it's just like a no it's a true no humanity only money zone but that to me is a, it's a no brain like the plane thing is like planes shouldn't cra- like there should not be two plane crashes like within like a few months no i remember that like because it's that's pre-covid so it feels so long ago but like you know boeing was fucking creaming its panties when covid came along they were like finally something else to work alone well they were also like great no one will take our planes for a while so they won't die (laughs) i'm just like you guys no everyone's taken but it's like boeing or airbus are basically the only planes i've taken both but like i like that's horrifying to know that like we could have been on planes that like have faulty sensory and they just kept sending them out the people were like please ground the planes and they were like no i mean it's it, fucking crazy and then trump had to ground he basically was like they're grounded and then they grounded them for like the first time ever I and it's that. like it's fucking insane it's that you crazy. would just be like no nah. when you know when <laughs> you know, know it's, it's when you know that the fucking sensor is there it's Are like you fucking insane and like <laughs> this isn't like playing and Plane crashes are like you do not survive playing like no one really survives a plane crash like you will they will for sure die and it's like are you willing to send on mass death in a split second you're like sure happen it may not it like actually makes me want to cry imagining the pilots like desperately trying to like no it's crazy figure out what the fuck is going on like i can't think of anything more horrifying Obviously, other than being a passenger, but to be a pilot being like, oh, my God, like I have no control. And like, why don't I have the training for this? Yeah. When I have so much training, but not training for this. Like, I don't even know about I no, don't even sick. know about this thing it's because cruel. no one told me. They like basically trick them. It's it's truly one of the most bonkers that I'm just like, how is this even a company anymore? I hope that all those corporate marauders are being like haunted by the ghosts of all the people that died in those plane I crashes. pray they are haunted and their nightmares are visceral. a bloody visceral traumatizing yes. dark hole that chorus of ghouls their waking hours are also cursed because they know that once night falls they must sleep again <laughs> yeah, and they face can't the ghost sleep. like all I, they want is to sleep and they can't because they're that's what i that's the only hope that you can get is that like they 
Cause you just look and it's like all these like, also I'm like, you guys are really rich, but you're all so ugly. Like, yeah, it's really, well, that's what it does to you. I know, but it's like shocking. I'm like, you have 62 mil. You can't get some Propecia or PRP. Like, come on. <laughs> like, no, it turns. You can't in, get a tan. They like, become literal like ring wraiths. No, just, I was they like, just become like, they're like the wraiths being like making that horse noise in Lord of the Rings. Like, like, that's what you become. Yeah, I was just like, you're the crypt keeper, honey. Like, that's what happens when you kill people. But <laughs> and I'm just no- like, how is this company still existed? I mean, obviously, we got to like fly places, but, but that's, I think that's that's why. Because there's like no, we have like, no other option. Let's start an airline. <laughs> no. My idea of an airline it's is It not- sounds like too much. I would, but it sounds like a lot of work and I really don't know anything about engineering. No, it's... So I mean, I'm going to let someone else start one, but if I had the means and the time, it's yes. something I might think about. You'd start an airline that ensures no... Dying. Lars Air. <laughs> Lars. No, de- no death here. Oof. You will be trained within an inch of your life. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. 
Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members, and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to FaceTime and I said just let me just let me and I set it all up for her I plugged it in I fired up the app I preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that I was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat I was like we did it Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, damn, I would rather take my chances on, like, Ryanair than... Or well, like, Ryanair, isn't that... That's just an airline. It's, it's like, kind of the spirit airline of yeah, Europe. Yeah, the airlines are... It's, like... But they try and pass it off as, like, an airline problem. They're, like, oh, this is, like, an Ethiopian airline. Like, no, you can't try... And I'm, not. like... No, that's, it's that's your, also it's racist. Literally, your plane <laughs> yeah. with your sensor that you never told anyone about that's, like, faulty. Yeah. You sons of bitches. <laughs> it's truly... It's true, sons of bitches. But, like, to be so, like, that's so fucking gross to be like, oh, like, they don't have as much resources as, like, America. No, it's so insane. It's, it's they tried every single angle except Disgusting. the angle of you maybe it's the sensor we put in the planes that we never told anyone about. 
that could go horribly wrong at any second. They have no training because we wanted to save money and we didn't tell them how to train. Maybe, maybe ma- just maybe mm-hmm. it could be that. Or like maybe that pilots are like extremely brilliant people and should be allowed to like have the training to think and maneuver because they can save people every other second yeah you know what I mean and one pilot the second plane that crashed that pilot did turn off the thing but he did it too late because it was only 10 seconds it's just crazy to oh, me oh god I can't, do you hear the black boxes yeah they found oh, the black, boxes. black box I can't hearing them be like what is happening they were pretty calm I was like my kings <laughs> go, go off I I knew I was going to be stressed as the minute I saw that pop up on Netflix. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, I can't access the plane crash. No, my jaw was literally on the floor. I sat with my jaw on the floor the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, just truly in a place of how. I have so much. Like, I, I also think flight attendants are like the <laughs> bravest people ever. Because yeah. they like, I just like every time I'm there, sometimes they're little intense and a little firm but i have such respect for them and i'm like knowing that they're unfazed by anything gives me such soothe Mm -hmm. so it gives me a place of soothe they voluntarily go up in the air multiple times a day in a tin can no i can't even still look fresh i know how do their how does their skin like not dry out and their nose just bleed for days that's me after one flight they'll they'll have a full face of makeup on and and a little heel and even the guys yeah all of them they all just look fresh and they're just no nonsense and whenever i see turbulence i look to one of the flight attendants and they're just kind of like and i'm like okay I'm good. I mean, I know they're trained. Flight attendants and pilots are the real ones. We the love, true heroes. We, we love our pilots. We Boeing, love our flight literally fist yourselves. Fuck you, You're Boeing. going the fuck down. I don't know how or when. We will say we, we are firmly anti-Boeing. Oh, this podcast does not ride for Boeing. Although we shall probably be taking Boeing Next, planes. Mere, a mere In like a five few days. days 72 hours. Oh my God. But... That being said, you better fix those senses, you sons of bitches. I don't want anything happening on my flight. Um, uh, one last thing, hot tip, guys: just sit as close to the front of the plane as you possibly you can. can. If you can, fight to get up to first just, class. Just get as far to the front. This like is from even if you're in the in middle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even if you're in the middle, like Careful. exit row, that's fine. Oh, I'm always exit row. Also, do you really think in an exit row situation you'd be like, "I'm gonna wait for everyone to go and then I'll go"? I just say yes. I say yes, but I know. I'd be I would try to help. I'd try and help people in I my row. I would no. I would. I mean, if there was like, especially if there's like kids around me or something. Like, yeah. Or I would help. I mean, I'd grab. <laughs> I think I'm like I see myself as like a capable person, like mm-hmm. in physically. So like I can. I would help. You'd help by literally. I could see you grabbing people, like grandmas, them. kids, and throwing no, them I would, out. Onto I would the, like you'd throw them one by one out on the slide I would, as fast as you possibly can, so that you could get the fuck out of that plane. I would literally be like, "Get the fuck!" I would be like punting them. Like, no, yeah, I'd be kicking be... them. I'd be kicking them down the thing too. But, you know, when they they break an arm, they break a leg. It's fine. We're all gonna die otherwise. So I'm gonna kick you. <laughs> but in those moments, it's always good to look around and be like, all the other people agreeing, and you're like. Do I get whiffs of will they help vibes? And you don't always. I don't want to be like a. I, I love like teasing and like punching up and like, or just like if someone's saying something truly unhinged, like mm-hmm. it's fun to poke fun. 
Oh, yeah. But I don't like being annoyed at people that I like usually. And like seeing... And, That's why and I, I and I don't like to be annoying either. And I know that like people are probably looking at my tweets and being like, "He's fucking annoying," you know. <laughs> like last night when everyone was tweeting about Ukraine, I just like I couldn't. I just tweeted a screenshot of a recommended YouTube that was the three women from Sex from a Just Like That, and they all looked very harrowing. <laughs> and it said, "The ladies answer if Kim Cattrall will ever return," and I just posted that. Kim said, "Nuh." But honestly, I was like, you know what, like. What am I gonna what am I gonna post? What are you gonna do? The only thing to do is to I have such empathy and like sympathy, but like I I don't like other than like I can donate money. There's there's links and resources for like food drives and like giving money to people in Ukraine. Like I will I will try to do my best to help out in any way I can. But like what are you gonna do? I, I, I don't know what to I don't know what in the right... times of deep distress and struggle the best thing that you can possibly do truly is to take care of yourself and make sure that you're doing okay and like taking care of your own health and like job responsibilities and like blah, blah, blah. And then if you're, if you're at your best, like you will be in a better position to help others. And that's what ideally, like what I always want to aim for is to like, help out yeah but but, like and also your way of helping is like you provide laughter entertainment like it's just like different ways of right you know what i mean i mean yeah you don't like donate and that is helpful obviously money is helpful but i mean i just feel like it's like sharing for me like sharing trauma of like other people that trauma that you're not affected by directly but like if people just constantly on like on social media i just see like so many people just reposting like horrible videos that like cnn is posting of like people and like terrible images and it's like why are you doing like yeah no what, what i good can't is, like, do that like someone posting a video of like look at this like bloody scene in ukraine or it's like why are you doing this like what i mean yes we know this is happening and it's good to know that like there are people suffering and like you know, be aware that like humans are capable of doing this to each other. But like, what good is this going to do to like do trauma, sharing someone else's trauma? No. And then for what? For your like. For likes and engagement. It's It's their type of performance, but it's the type of performance that I don't appreciate. I appreciate the Annalyn McCorns. Oh, well she, we have a contender for the best, for the video of the year. Someone has stepped up to the plate. Someone stepped her pussy up. She did. And she, she wrote a poem. Wrote and then she did a live. She fired up the ring light and did a live reading. The- I thought at first when you sent this to me that this was just like her thoughts and feelings. But I yeah. and then I watched. I was like, oh, my God, this is like spoken word poetry. And she's basically the poem is like the gist of the poem is like if I had been able to mother Putin war this war would not happen basically okay she's like dear mr putin like god i wish i could have held you as a child i wish i could have been a mother for you 
I wish I could provide. Basically, she's like, I wish I could have breastfed you. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish I could. You could have sucked on my mommy milkies. And and I could have been like, and you could maybe, have been my baby boy. Yeah. You grew up to be a good boy and not a bad boy like you, Mr. Putin. And mm-hmm. it's like, basically. But she's also kind of sexy in it. She has horny. like sexy Glenn Close hair. It is. It's very fatal attraction hair. It's Alex Forrest hair. And she's kind of like, fuck me, Putin. But also, let me breastfeed you. It's Electra complex. But it's very, like, and it goes on. It cuts off the video. Like, <laughs> it's so long that it just, like, at one point, like, three and a half minutes into it, just cuts off. But I was like, where's part? T- Did she just keep going? Someone cut her. Someone Her publicist pulled the plug. <laughs> they said, shut down. Someone <laughs> went to the electricity in her house and was like, Grr. Or Russia like hacked in and like saw it and Putin was like, said, "Make good, be make- my mommy. I want <laughs> but, to be my mother." But if anyone knows Annalyn McCord, who's like actually like a compelling performer, she was on Nine Hundred Two One Zero. She's like she was like this hot babe with wavy hair in like 2010, mm-hmm. and she's been sort of bopping around ever since. Never really took off. I think she had like a really deep mental illness struggle, yeah. and then she's um, sad. Well, clearly, yeah, and then a lot of sexual trauma which mm. like in the me too moment mm, i think it was like prior oh, okay but that comes through too in the art and oh i didn't know that i just think i mean this is a kind of an example of people processing their emotions via performance and it's like not for everyone but it, hey guess what at least she wrote an original piece mm-hmm. and she's, it's she's it's Gal Gadot. It's a contribution. Gal Gadot is shaking. Yeah. She's shaking in her boots. Her little felt boots. Her little fedora. She's walking around getting coffee and singing Imagine. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Annalyn is writing compelling, searing war poetry about Putin. How's Gal going to step it up? Who's going to step up next, actually? Because this could be a whole new era of like the white females just really going for it white but like i love that she basically she's saying i could have stopped this Mm -hmm. which i just love like this blonde white lady in la not even like (laughs) if you had had a mother who loved you but like if i had been the mother if you had taken my milk i want i like people and i i enjoy this form of psychosis of people making it so about them that they really think the chapel of self the to kneel at the altar of the chapel of self is to yeah. think that you somehow single-handedly could have stopped russia from invading ukraine i mean i remember mark Wahlberg said that about 9/11 did he say that or was that just like a fake thing no he said i, if oh, I, he said been on, that. I think james I said- woods also believed that he could have stopped 9-11 well he took a he was always on some plane where he swore he saw the hijackers <laughs> on the plane like months before and he like profiled them and <laughs> reported them to the f no this is what he said no and he he was like if they had listened to me maybe this wouldn't have happened it's like no honey you're just racist yeah you're just fucking racist it probably wasn't even i love him being like i know it's I a know. hijacker no and it's or like, being like who is this guy and then just, 9-11 happens and being like i saw i saw them it's like, as though like millions of muslim people don't travel or yeah just going about their fucking day and you're and you, anyway so it's like that My, kind of like galaxy brain where it's you, incredible. famous brain where you're like i could have stopped this mm-hmm I mean, he's at least, like, had a pretty lengthy career, even though he's a pig. But, like, Annalyn, she's not famous, really, is she? 
I guess she is. I don't know what is happening anymore. I, listen, I thought the video was... I, th- I was like, bravo. <laughs> bravo. That's bravo. a real... You know what? She is brave for sharing her art. She woke up... And I was also thinking like, damn, she must have woken up at like... Did she? How long has she been sitting on crafting this? Like, has it been like since the maybe for a few weeks, but it could have been for like a day because it did have like rhymes. Oh, she rhymes. It rhymes. I Mm -hmm. forgot about that. It's she's like Putin. If you were a child running the grass, the summer had been mild and I would have held you close to my breast and you would (laughs) have feasted on my milk. It tasted like silk in the summer's day. Hey, scratching at your little childlike legs, lay in wonder at the grass. Yeah, it's very like, like it's, Piper Laurie and Carrie. Yeah. It's also very like, it's a little bit jazzy. She's very like, it's very like <laughs> the end of Carrie when Carrie's mom is like, he took me out and I smelled the whiskey on his breath and I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Remember? When she talks about how she got pregnant with Carrie. Yeah. He took me out to the barn and I smelled the whiskey on his breath and I told him to stop, but I also liked it. I liked it. That's very Anna Lynn in this moment. Very There's a Margaret lot White. going on. And I do hope that there is a therapist somewhere in the mix. Oh yeah, please. Like I hope they're on call. But you know what? Maybe she's fine. Or like maybe she's reached a place where she is fine and this is like how she's processing her. I think that also could be true. So like But I, I think, think also when you're fine, you should still talk to a therapist. For sure. But I think Yeah, I'd be worried if I were her friend or family. And I saw that. Yeah. I'd be a little It'd be worried. a you okay Claude moment. Yeah, someone should do a wellness check, but I also, like, thank you for giving us this video, and I I think, like, it just felt so perfect for, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. For the most straight, a very, a, a new era of, like, cringe posting is upon us, and we just have to be smart. I'm saying this genuinely. Don't watch out for misinformation because videos of someone was sharing a video that was literally from a video game saying that it was the Ukraine Russia crossfire going on and was posting it and making the rounds and people thought it was real and someone had to fact check it. Mm. So like that kind of stuff, like be, (laughs) be like, (laughs) be aware. I would say don't get your news from Twitter, Instagram. If you want to go somewhere to research something, maybe get a newspaper or read a book or go to a website where journalists write things. I mean, my friend. And like check in there before you like check in with your tweeple. I mean, my friend sent me, (laughs) he saw that last night. There was some Twitter clubhouse thing. They have like this new feature where you can go on and like listen to people talk about live commentary on like. The attack and Diplo was comment was like one of the moderators. I was oh. like, okay, what? He's weighing in. He's weighing in. Um, um, so, guys, we need to get into. Clearly, we. <laughs> this was a this is a special episode. But do you know what is crazy? Is this episode of Mob Wives was literally called "You Don't Want to Go to War with Me," and it was all about Karen. The, will she or won't she start a war? The stirrings of war with Drita, and I was like, or and Carla, yeah. So and I'm truly like, this is so synchronistic at this point. Like we are in tune with the universe we on are. this podcast. So stay with us 
as we go into <laughs> another episode. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're, you're listening Carrie, to... Wait, you're Carrie the Barber. I'm, oh, yeah. Lara sent me a link that you can find out your mob name. <laughs> so it just, you have to answer these questions. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. And mine is Carrie the Barber, the dirty politician. Carrie the Barber O'Donnell. And I'm Lara Sweet Lip Shane Halls. And I was like, this is right. It's the new astrology. It is. It is. It was like incredibly on point. Mine was like, you're the diplomat, but like for cunning reason. Or People line your pockets, you know their comings and goings, but. You don't say anything. You don't say anything. I don't, I don't I rap. That. Mine was like, you're the boss. <laughs> you know when to cut people loose. And like, I was like, I love Just that. Getting, <laughs> getting a little like. The capo. Sweet lips. Yeah. Mm. And you're listening to. The Matriarch. Sexy. Christ. Sexy, unique, unique podcast. podcast. The Matriarchs of Mozadel. Things are gearing up. We're still in the, the shadow of Renee's rebirth party. And... Renee is retreating deeper and deeper into the shadows of herself. Mm-hmm. Karen's retreating Karen. deeper and deeper into her bimbo era slash just an era of pure violence. Mm-hmm. And Ramona's just like getting arrested, getting arrested <laughs> for being an accessory to a drug deal. A drug deal gone wrong. Ramona goes, I'm finally returning to Karen's house after a long, mentally draining day of being in jail. Also, why is like Bow Wow, I Want Candy playing, basically? It's like, doom, 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 doom. And she's like coming home from a harrowing trauma day at jail. I just love a mentally day, draining day a of mentally being in, draining in jail. Karen didn't pick her up. Is just waiting for her back in her... On her bordello couch. Her blood red sectional with her dirty feet. Yeah, in her, her feet face. were so dirty. What was up with that? Everyone's feet were really dirty in this episode. Renee had a dirty feet moment too. And I was like, ladies, put some slippers on. Put some socks I just hate on. when I see people's dirty feet. I know, but Karen's, but it was just noticeable because it was literally like, it was like three, four DX. Do you have house up. shoes? Anyway, she's just sitting there waiting. It's like eight. It's like four in the morning. She's smoking cigs. Ramona walks in. She goes, how are you? What's going on? Ramona goes, I'm still in shock mode. I'm still in shock mode. She was arrested on the side of the highway, swarmed by police and the DEA. Her Basically, her boyfriend is like, she thought her boyfriend was not involved with the lifestyle, but is a full on like drug dealer, drug pusher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What better friend to have than Karen? A former drug dealer. In times of crisis where she goes, don't think this is the end of the world because now is when the battle begins. You got to get a lawyer. You got to get up. Yeah. As she like took her through things and she was so calm about it. I was like, we all need a cheerleader like this in our lives. She says it with the flattest affect. She goes, here comes the battle, Ramona. You got a lawyer up. You got to get press. You got to get da-da-da-da. You got to, like, make good. You know, she's just, like, taking her through, like, Sammy the Bulls. What what her... What you do when you get arrested. I mean, she was running an ecstasy operation. So she knows a a thing or two. (laughs) Got to get a lawyer. Got to get some press. Here comes the battle. Now the battle begins. Karen also looked like she'd smoked a 
blunt. She is looking a little stoned. She was, Her eyes are cached. Yeah, she was a little like smoking outside in the balcony in Hoboken. She's like a glam stoner queen. She's, what did she do? She, she did looks, she get filler? Or is she just doing her makeup better? I think she maybe is doing better makeup. And, and hair? Like, maybe a little... Her hair is shinier? A little juvederm. <laughs> something ha- something shifted. Or maybe mm. she just came into her own and was like, I'm going to own the screen. But Karen's glowing. I think you just like when you go through one season and you're back for season two. Like you, I think every season... You just As get hotter see, and hotter. You just get hotter and you get glam. Mm-hmm. She probably has glam. <laughs> it takes a village. She needs glam to tend to those <laughs> dirty paws. Oh, <laughs> Big Ange is at the Drunken Monkey and Drita and Carla go to visit her where she's holding court at the end of the bar. And it's just like, I can't think of a better way to spend like 4 p.m. in Staten Island than just sitting with Ange chain smoking at the Drunken Monkey. Yeah, and just getting a little wasted. Or just like, it looks like she just had a glass of water. Well, just she's shooting probably, the shit. She's probably drunk. Yeah. Or she's, just like having a cocktail. She's got all her girls with her. She's got Linda there. It just looks like really nice. There's a breeze coming through. It's like a beautiful day. Drita's like, if you live in the tri-state area, you know Big Ann. She's a legend. She's sort of the godmother of Staten Island. When Drita walks into Big Ann, she goes, Drita! She goes, Drita! She, she used is. to own a bar called Nocturnals. Well, she's sitting and smoking, and then Drita sits down. And she goes, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah, she had a bar called Nocturnals, and she says Drita used to come in here and beat up the whole bar. Drita would sneak in when she was like a teenager to the bar and just like get come come to blows each night. Drita's whole vibe. I guess her entire life, really, because it hasn't stopped. She's still, like, throwing fists at people. It's fight night. She would go to friends' bars and just destroy them. She did it at Derek. Fight. She did it at Derek Tomato's bar. Tobacco. <laughs> Derek Tobacco's bar. Uh, Gita. Big Ann said, the bounce, no one ever ratted. The bouncers were stabbed. They just went to the hospital. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. People were stabbed, but not one person ratted. You can be stabbed, but as long as you don't rat, take yourself, clean yourself up. I'll get you a car to the hospital. They never ratted. The bounces were stabbed. Someone said I did it. Someone, I want to thank whoever said I had the one of the best, the better Big Ange impressions. Yeah, it is really good. Like, I, I felt, don't even want to do the impression, like, because you do it so well. I just, I felt very moved by that because all I want to do is honor my my lady and mm-hmm. my guardian angel and i just i love her this is you keeping her spirit alive the bounces were stabbed but they just went to the hospital <laughs> they never fretted big Ange also has a son named aj i know which is just like what you do i suppose if you have a son I and think, you're italian i think every woman's son's name in Staten island is anthony joseph mm-hmm. aj's a sad case a little bit because he's he says he gets arrested every week. She gets a phone call and he's been in a car accident. She goes, he's arrested every week. She goes, oh my God, I just got a text. My son was in a bad car accident. He was in a bad car accident. So she calls, she goes outside and she calls his, the father of AJ and her daughter, her ex. She's like, how bad is he? And then she goes, was he high? Oh, I'm very disappointed. 
She goes, you can't tell. That means yes. She goes, where are yous? Where are yous? Yeah, but she almost sounds Russian. It's a little bit. I'm also, remember last episode they were talking about Ukraine? Oh my God, yeah. About going to get med spa. I'm... For all my 90 Day Fiance heads, I was thinking about David last night. Who went to Ukraine and... But did finally meet. But they like... he. She was like... There were... He was like, well, I'm going to drive seven hours to the north. And the his friend was like, who's Ukrainian, was like, um, this <laughs> conflict is, that has been going on now is like... Oh, my God. Yeah. He to drive through war-torn, like, Ukraine. And he drove and drove and just until his car wheel, like, fell off because the road there are no roads because it's just, like, conflict zone. She's like, there's shells on the ground. Like, there's... Like, you will... You could get shot. And he's like, I'm going. He drove an entire film crew out into Crimea literally the he into Putin's lair yeah to just try and get some puss so I hope the her power her power I love that she turned out to be real too she turned out to be real there's no fucking way no she was no absolutely no way she literally looked like she did Mm -hmm. and was normal 100% real and like kind of normal yeah and she was like I love it. She's like, I could consider dating you. And she goes, but the first thing we have to do is get rid of that jacket that you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he was wearing this hideous pleather trench. Yeah. His trench game was bad. And but she was <laughs> he might've been ahead of his time actually, because I feel that that's very Balenciaga, like Demna. Vibes. I have a trench that has some leather on it. I mean, I think that he would be more fashionable now than he was back then with the trench well, his I, whole style was like vetement i just hope that he's okay she broke up with him right yeah i think like immediately yeah she was like mm, i didn't really think you'd show up is it tony <laughs> he's gone full face buried in chair <laughs> he's suffocating Tony. karen and renee meet at a hookah bar and i just want to be there it has like a display window like it, for foods, mm-hmm. there's people smoking hookah. They're eating delicious looking food. I just want to be there. There's a vibe to it that looks kind of like ugh, refreshing. Really? Yeah. I had the exact opposite emotion. I it, was like, it's. It felt uh, very New York, New Jersey. People's dining in a restaurant where you can like smell the breath of everyone around you is like. Oh, I like it. I was like, in, I just felt like it felt very like New York, New Jersey to me. Mm-hmm. So I was, I felt called to it. Karen's still mad about Carla and Drita because of the hospital rumors. She's yeah. really hung up on people saying that she went to the hospital because Drita beat her ass so bad. Yeah. Karen, like when she's addressing it, she actually like loses her cool. Like her, she starts shaking a little and her eyes bug. Like it's like a very huge point of contention for her what's beneath that i wonder it's just like just pride pride i think it's her dad i think she wants to be tough as fuck because her dad tarnished her family's like street cred so like any kind of shown of vulnerability or weakness is like it's not good it won't do karen's like i hear the girl carla has been spreading lies about me in the streets 
She's like, that I went to the fucking hospital. I didn't go to the fucking hospital. She goes, if college, if she's going to be that much of a cunt licker that she's going to co- come and have Drita's back, then I'm going to beat her ass. And, and Renee goes, oh, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Also, Renee, as Karen's going through this with her, Renee's jaw is just, <laughs> she's, <laughs> I don't know what's happening with her. I think it might be a few. The pills are kicking in. <laughs> but she's completely slack jawed listening to karen talk about her beef with carla she's like a, well i go into i would go jaw slack drop jaw, too yeah. because karen becomes a different person yeah what the fuck are you why are you why are you on this carla why do you care the uh, girl carla what does she say she goes they're tick and talk those two they're tick and talk one goes one place the other goes yeah oh i didn't, I didn't see that, that coming Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Renee says, she goes, Junior asked, asked me to move back in. I'm like, no, Junior you, is moving into your place. Yeah, you asked Junior <laughs> to move into to your move home. To your shared home. Oh, and this is, so he's moving in. It's like move-in day for Junior. And it's so troubling because as we know, like Junior did all this just to tap her. So he moved in and like, she's so happy that he's moving back in and she's putting pictures up and she's like, judging everything and and he's moving couches in and she's all excited and it's just to get close to her so he can get info to the fucking the man i'm it's shaken so by that it's it, really sad it was like did he put a wiretap in the couch maybe like it's probably one of those things that he brought into the house is tapped no i think he he literally this is all like leading up to the point of 
you know, bratting. Pig. Pig. She goes, you're giving me hot flashes. You're giving me hot flashes. Yeah, she's going, oh. She's oh, running, you running. don't set the sectional up like that. Oh. There's butterscotch Yankee candles everywhere, <laughs> every which way. That house, I know exactly what it smells Me like. Too. It both- was very much like, that was the vibe of like my dad's house that he lived in for a while. Like when I was in middle school, when I had a stepmom who both my parents... She and my dad both smoked indoors. Angie? Yeah, Angie. And they and she was like, it was Yankee candles everywhere. And it was always the smell of like Yankee candles and cigarettes. Kind of smells good. It's nice. I won't lie. That should be a scent. Mm-hmm. Yankee candle and cig as a... Like kind of a warm... And she mm. smoked cloves too, Ooh. which I loved the smell of cloves. Ooh. Yeah, Renee's like, we've, re- we've rekindled... Junior's back. She's as happy as a clam. Never been better. Her family's back together again. Ramona goes over to Karen's house again. (laughs) She goes, my boyfriend got arrested on some DA something or the other. It's everywhere and I can't escape it. Yeah, it's in it's in like page six. I think she likes it. Yeah. Karen goes, goes, I'm going to have you read this. Do you see the papers? She hands them over. She's sitting out back with a Diet Coke on her balcony, looking over Hoboken. And she's like, she goes, I remember the first time my dad was in the papers. I came home. He put him out on the table. and He says, I want you to read this. There are things in there that are true. And there are things in there that are not true. You decide. Some stuff I'll tell you and some stuff I'll never tell you. Because I can't. And I was like, work, I guess. Yeah. So Karen had a very open relationship with her dad about his whole lifestyle. Which makes her like a a A criminal. criminal. (laughs) She's a little more like it's more gray area with her. That's like why she became a drug dealer in Arizona. Well, it's kind of like Carmela, right? She knows. She knows, but it's, I guess, different because I think Karen got... That lifestyle was like exemplified to her that then she could take it and make it her own. Mm-hmm. And Carmela like benefited off of the lifestyle, but, but kind of like turned the other cheek, but would support it. If push came to shove and it meant her having to compromise her own lifestyle and wealth, she would support it. Right. Not too dissimilar, but like Carmela wasn't a drug dealer. That. I didn't see the Soprano Super Bowl ad when it was airing, mm-hmm. and it was like gave me big chills, huge chills. I feel I like hate could, that it was like for a Ford pickup truck. I feel like it could be like a real thing. What? Like a a special like follow up episode. After the Many Saints in Newark, I think David Chase needs to just move on to other ideas. Yeah, that was one of the worst movies I've. I ever seen it. yeah it was it was shockingly bad damn and no one really wants to talk about it because i don't think anyone really wants to live in a world where that's the truth but everyone who saw it knows that that's we all know and everyone just did him a solid and we're like we're gonna forget this but like don't put us through that again the real heads know the real heads know oh also when karen was talking to kala um at the restaurant or when she was talking to Renee, she goes, if that doesn't change, we're going to war, bitch. And I just wrote, no war, please. 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 
Um, Drita and Carla meet Derek Tobacco, and Drita finally some FaceTime with the one yeah. and only Derek Tobacco. He's he has gay energy. He's gay, right? I don't think he is like openly gay, but he just has the vibe of like he's one of the girls. He could just be like a straight guy that has more. I don't know. I don't think you hang with Drita and Carla, two glamazons, like in Staten Island. As a straight man, you're yeah. not. I don't. I don't know. He read to me as gay. Yeah, me too. A man whose name is Derek Tobacco, I immediately was like, he is the number one gay. So Derek's there to sort of like clear his name, and he's like, people like there's so many, still so many people thinking that I punched Ramona, and he's like, I've never done that before. He's like, Drita, like you used to fight in my bars all the time, so I'm used to. Kind having of, to pull you off of yeah people. he's like i've had to pull you off of like dozens of people and she's like ho, 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 ho. well drita's there to get to the bottom of whether or not karen punched her while she was being held because mm-hmm. if karen in fact did punch drita while derek tobacco was holding her back then according to drita she's a punk bitch she's a punk ass bitch so i, I love that it's just like is she a punk ass bitch or not? Is the big question on Drita's mind. She's like, we're gonna get to the bottom of this punk ass bitch. And and I think it it ends up being that Karen's a punk bitch. Karen's a punk bitch. Derek Tobacco looks kind of like Brett Easton Ellis. Oh my god, yeah. He's also just like you can tell he loves being with his girls. He loves it and he loves he's mastered the art of breaking up girl fights. He, he goes. Has. You have to go like this and then that. Like puts his hands up kind of in like a swim diver because he's like, there are a lot of bodies in the mix. You don't want to touch anyone inappropriately. You don't want to like, you don't want to mess with anyone. So you have to like basically like slide your hands into a mess of bodies that are entangled and like hands and hair and then like slowly pull back. He's, yeah, he's gay. (laughs) He's gay. When he did that hand movement, I was like, you're gay as hell. Yeah. Gay as the day is long. Gotta love you for it, Derek Tobacco. But they love Derek. Yeah. Drita then, she goes, I was being held. I know I was being held. You know what? She's a punk. She's a punk. Renee talks to Junior, and apparently AJ came home late one night, like past curfew, and Renee yelled at him, and he broke down her door. He kicked in her door, threw a lamp. And screamed at her and called her a fucking bitch. Junior comes <laughs> in after a long day of cooperating with the FBI. And the first person he interfaces with is Renee, who goes, who's just marching across the house. And she goes, so yesterday, AJ kicked my door open. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, you need to talk to your son. She goes, he broke a lamp and then the broke the door. And then they sit down to like talk about what could possibly be getting AJ so frustrated. And in my head, I'm like, literally you people have done your tumultuous marriage and like on and off dysfunctional relationship is now manifesting as like teen rebellion. And you need to like take responsibility and move forward. And your family's generational crime. Yeah. association of the cyclical nature of getting men incarcerated and not being there for their sons is now like these are the consequences of those and maybe you'll have a productive conversation no no junior goes i think aj has had an emotional twist because of his girlfriend (laughs) i blame the woman (laughs) i love and then renee goes you're right she goes (laughs) 
I don't want anyone dating my son, giving him a hard time. And I was like, you guys have completely missed the mark. They've missed it. Like 1,000% off. Like truly parenting quiz. They just failed. Oh, absolute failure on every level. I love that like both medieval and very current inclination just blame the woman mm-hmm. <laughs> burn the witch <laughs> i think he's having an emotional twist that's basically like she poisoned the well and blighted our crops yeah yeah and she's the source of this rageful young man who has anger issues because he's can't deal with his emotions because not everyone his, in his life goes to jail yeah or kills people not the fact that his dad spent most of his life in jail only to come out and have like knock down drag out fights with his mother then is in and out of his life and is now moved back in which aj knows will only end in pain for everyone most of all him not that's not the thing causing him to have an emotional twist Mm-mm. it's his girlfriend yeah his girlfriend's probably the only good thing he has going on at least he can like fuck yeah don't and blame I her love renee i thought oh renee will definitely try and like defend her defend, or like say something about maybe it's junior and she goes oh i can't have my son dating any girl that puts him in that headspace she goes oh you need to talk to your son you need to make it better with him she goes that girl's gotta go she's gotta go you gotta be the one to tell him and i was like this will no doubtedly make this situation aj so much worse aj will be so mad at you like, he's going to fucking set your house on he fire. He will. This is, like, how that starts. <laughs> also, your son kicking your door down, like, that's, like, a sign of, like... He's filled with rage. He's filled and with he rage. Needs stability in his life. She goes, he's going to end up like a criminal just like you. I love... That girl's got to go. That girl's got to go. <laughs> no, you guys need to go to therapy all together as a family. Big Ange. Big Ange and AJ... Okay, her son, AJ, I'd kind of hit it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's sexy. He's, He's also like 6'4". Yeah. I wish he'd take those glasses off. I know. But well, they were at a glasses brunch. I also think that he might be stoned. Hashtag stoned. She goes, so what's going on with you? Have you got any ladies? And he goes, yeah, I got a few girls that I met. He sounds kind of like her. Too. They sound them talking again was like ASMR. She was like, "So what happened with your wreck?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, like before I knew it, the cog crashed and like my head hit the windshield, and you know my head could have gone through the fucking window." And she goes, "I'm glad nothing happened to that beautiful head of yours. I'm glad nothing happened to the beautiful face of yours." And she goes, "I'm dating someone." She's a new man. She goes, "He's just out of jail." <laughs> But guess what he did? He killed someone. And he's like, that doesn't mean he's a bad person. She goes, he just did 28 years for murder. <laughs> for murder. And he goes, and then she goes, that doesn't make him a, a bad guy that he did that. And she goes, he's buying me a puppy. <laughs> he goes, so what kind of puppy? She goes, a little Pomeranian. A little Pomeranian. So cute. I'm obsessed. I thought she had a husband, you said. Yeah, she's like dating around. <laughs> she has a husband, but she also dates. Mm-hmm. That's like queen shit. A young husband. A young big Her dick basement husband, husband that basement. she's like, you are chained to the radiator. <laughs> until I want until you. Until I want you to fuck me. <laughs> and then I unchain you. You fuck me. I come. Who cares if you do or not? Well, I think they support. Back to chained. <laughs> and now I'm going to go date this murderer. 
who's buying me a puppy he's buying me a puppy wait i'm obsessed with that yeah i i think she's just like the wise guys just have supported her life her whole life and then she when she gets a husband she's like just so you know i'm not off the market yeah she's like we will have an open relationship where i'm o- i'm open and you're closed well, i think either he came in right around this time or they've just been married and she's kept him sort of out of the fray until like the third or fourth season but she's been married and she's talking about her loud. dating life yeah. on television he's a good guy he's buying me puppy a little pomeranian a little pomeranian so does he cute. get her the palm yeah <laughs> big Ange did what we all should and could be doing she's amazing how does she do it she just Ange. gets gifts just because she- She's big, busty, broad. With the big lips. Big lips. She's feather in her hair. She's like that meme that's going around of those girl, that woman with gigantic tits in a dress. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. It's been making. It's truly some of the biggest naturals I've ever seen. And she's wearing like it's like a really like modest looking girl who's just like smiling and not like not even sexy at all with. Truly the bajungas of the century. Yeah, and that's that. big Ange vibes. I love this like a <laughs> busty woman. I have to send a you busty these. Bros. It's a, she is busty. <laughs> She's like what Big Ange is kind of the meme of those like Russian women with like the tits that are like the size of like a a tur- like tortoises mm-hmm. playing the piano. Have you seen that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. It's a meme. It's like Russian people and these giant giant titties just sitting at a piano playing and the other one's just oh yeah i know that that's what she is wait so do you think like is the key you just get like huge boobs and huge lips and then men come running ready to gift you with pomeranian and you and like you're also kind of like and you cook but you also have a husband and you smoke like a thousand six your voice is really raspy and like you kind of are like dude she is like a dude guys just want to guys at the end of the day just a lot of guys just want to like fuck both their mom and a dude she's figured (laughs) it out though because she's got her thing going on so she doesn't need to like get attached to these guys and they can have fun and go on dates and they'll buy her stuff and and then and it benefits and then she gets to go home and she has a man Mm -hmm. and then these guys get to go do whatever they want so i think the key is you just get a boyfriend and then openly cheat on him Mm -hmm. even after through the relationship and even after when you're married I th- you get more into her backstory, but she's lived like she lived in a big mansion at one point. Like she's, and I think her sister's family is very wealthy. I think she comes from money. Okay, but she's just lived a I had, high life. I had to read her book. I'm gonna get that on Kindle. Sally Dog Lombardi was the name of her. <laughs> her dead uncle, Sally old Sally Dogs. She's worried that Tommy Lombardi. I thought she was. <laughs> I thought she said Salad Dogs Lombardi, <laughs> but she doesn't want. AJ to be like them. No, but I think he's going to be, whether she likes it or not. But I think she kind of wants him to be. She's a little... Oh, don't get into it. I think the women all want their son secretly to be like yeah. that. Yeah. Carla... And Etsy. I didn't... I was a little like... <sighs> Carla snoozed to me. Sorry. Yeah. They go to a fashion show. <laughs> from, <laughs> and they're 
truly, Where is it? Staten Island Fashion Week? I have no idea. They're sitting in the front row, though. <laughs> front row queens at the Edwin D'Angelo show. Who is that? I have no idea. <laughs> She's drinking, like, what looks like a margarita. She's like, I love fashion because, you know, I'm always thinking about starting my own clothing line. And I was like, really? You're always thinking about that? Spoiler You've alert. Never this- mentioned that. Does she start her own clothing line? Spoiler alert, this is tease and it just never happens. Like like other housewives ask adjacent who've like been like, I'm interested in starting my own brand. She never starts one. Well, it actually takes work to do that. Yeah. yeah. Not her. I love I love fashion and I'm always thinking. You she, know me, I'm always thinking about starting my own clothing line. She and Etty are just sitting in the front row, just fully talking as loud as we are during the show. <laughs> Drinking. How disrespectful to Edwin D'Angelo. Yeah. Renee. Okay. Karen and Ramona bring their kids over to have dinner at Renee's, <laughs> which, by the way, the food looks incredible. And a full platter of like eggplant parm. It's like a Sunday dinner. The it's kids... also a rainy, yeah. rainy day. It's like Sunday night dinner. The kids are all in the other room, like live, laugh, loving. I love their kids too. It's like a bunch of like chubby Italian kids. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. Ramona's kids are really cute. They there's a scene with her daughter that's like really heartbreaking. I know you were saying her daughter's the one that makes the face at Renee when she's like, <laughs> but Renee's stoned and drunk as fuck in this scene. She's making food. She's complaining about Junior and the crumbs. The crumbs. He's leaving shit everywhere. She's basically like, Junior's ruining my life already by living here because he's so messy. Yeah, and AJ's also terrorizing her. And AJ told her in a fit of rage that he hopes that she and Junior don't work out. And I was like, here's a clue as to why he is. He's now saying it to you. The reason why he's so angry. If only you could hear it and listen. She goes... AJ said he doesn't want me and his father's relationship to work out. And her eyes are like this. And Karen and Ramona, you can tell her trying not to laugh. Because <laughs> they're like, they know. I think they're like, no, when Renee's starting. Mm-hmm. She gets on one about crumbs. Now crazy she gets driven by crumbs. And Ramona goes, well, at least you don't have no female crumbs calling around, mm-hmm. asking questions. And Renee goes, oh, there is one. She goes, oh, they're no. calling me. No, she goes. There's a woman. She goes. There's a there's a woman. I'm texting. I've seen the text. <laughs> and she goes. The crumbs. The crumbs everywhere. That was one of my rules. <laughs> Renee's also. Ramona's like kind of egging her on a little. Ramona's. She's starting her up. Throwing, She's going. Throwing <sighs> gas on the fire. And at one point, the kids are making a lot of noise, and you just see Karen go, "Be quiet!" from the other room. And Renee just barges in, grabs one of the kid's shoulders, and she goes, we need you to be quiet for fucking five minutes. She goes, I need you to be quiet for fucking five minutes. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? She goes, don't make me. I was screaming. And the kids are all like, but I, like, honestly, that feels very, like, mom. Mm -hmm. Close family friend mom. Who will grab? Who can grab you? And the other two moms are absolutely fine with it. Yeah, like I had my friends' parents have like scolded me. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Shook you a little bit. Yeah, I got pinched <laughs> in church once because we were all giggling. What? 
I just love it. I she love it scared too. me. I thought she was talking to like the other women, no. and then I was like, "Oh, she's doing this to, like a table of children." They were all like, la- and they're all like, "What the fuck?" They're like, "What's wrong with this woman?" I also love like bringing your children around a like drug addict, drug addict who's drunk. Yeah, I was triggered by that, but I love her for it. She was, "I hate crumbs." They drive me fucking crazy. And she goes on a full crumb. She does a tight 10 on crumbs. She has a crumb safari where she gets on the ground in the linoleum of her kitchen barefoot with her dirty feet again. And just crawl going, Renee, clean the motherfucking crumbs. Ramona starts yelling at her. She has like just a white wine glass filled to the brim mm-hmm. with some Chardonnay on ice. Ramona and Karen and their confessional is like, hey, Renee, maybe stop drinking and stop getting blottoed. She's also pilled out. Yeah. She has the slur and the gaze of a pill it's popper. Pill vibes. When does she get sober? Next season. Love that. But like it's It's tenuous. Go. I okay. think she's, I think it's unfortunately still tenuous. I think. Stoned. Stoned. That's that stoned life. <laughs> the Madonna me- The Madonna <laughs> picture of her going. Madonna is in a full place of Renee. She is. She's gone fully into the Renee Madonna's zone. photoshopping looks like a boardwalk caricature drawing. It does. It looks like... <laughs> Giant board- head. It looks like boardwalk empire. Yeah. Like, a wo- like if you painted a woman's face on like the mm-hmm. side of a building. It's unreal. Carla and Drita do gym time. Pump and iron. I, I didn't really hear what they were saying, but I was just imagining like it'd be cool if they both went into bodybuilding together. Yeah. And became like female bodybuilders. I just love their commitment to physical fitness. Carla goes, I've been hearing through the neighborhood. Yeah, they're talking about like Ramona and Karen and Drita said something really poetic and deeply resonant she goes haters are like crickets they chirp all fucking day and you walk by them and they shut up and i was like ain't that the truth she's a poet she really is the poet laureate of staten island i guess they're trying to like weigh whether or not they want to be friends with like ramona rizzo and karen and carla goes all i know is i got my friends and i don't need new ones okay all right she calls her lucifer (laughs) they go and that's because Lucifer got in the mix. <laughs> Love. Drita goes, all of a sudden, everybody's a brawler. <laughs> <laughs> fight night. Drita's all about fight night. Drita's all about fighting and like following the rules of fighting. And Karen's all about fighting dirty and getting really mad if someone says that you went to the hospital from fighting when you didn't go to the hospital. To me, Drita is the human equivalent of pay-per-view boxing mm-hmm. she can brawl and be totally fine yeah she i mean she's been doing it since she was born basically she was born to brawl born to brawl how many fights do you think she's been in hundreds why didn't she ever box well it's more, more fun to just like oh okay karen calls up she sits on her gloomy it's a gloomy day in Hoboken and she, she stands on her porch and she calls Carla. She's doing like balcony work in this scene. She's acting and she goes, hi, Carla. She goes, hi, Carla. How's doing? <laughs> and she goes, good. 
feels like I haven't seen you all summer. Summer's almost over and we haven't seen each other. And, and she goes, I know we haven't seen each other. And she goes, I was actually wondering if you wanted to uh, see each other. <laughs> <laughs> and Carla goes, okay. And she goes, well, you know, I full disclosure. To be honest. She keeps saying to be honest. To be honest, I wanted to sit down. I did some things I want to discuss that I'm not really happy about. And Carla goes, you're mad at me. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I just want to talk about it in person. I'd rather not do it behind your back. Fair. So they sit down for dinner. At Francesca's Italian restaurant. I mean, mwah, like chef's kiss name. Yeah, I love it. It's so Italian. And these are like the peace talks pre-invasion. Mm-hmm. This is like war is percolating. The UN. Yeah. And the UN summit is upon them at Francesca's. But it's no it's no work. Mm-mm. Only this one goes better than the one. This one actually does. And I think that we all could have learned something <clears throat> from these talks. You sit down to break bread. You sit down to break bread. You scream. You get up. You move about. You traumatize other people in the restaurant. But then you admit that you both kind of like each other and then have a shot. Well, what's crazy is that they're eating full dinners while fighting. Yeah, they ate the full. They had like a multi-course meal. I don't know if I could do that. Like I would be like, I need to eat my calamari and like enjoy it before I start going in. Not them. They are fighting mid bites of Caesar salad. Karen goes, to be honest, I uh, I hated your guts. This whole summer, I hated your fucking guts. And Carla goes, why are you saying that to me? <laughs> Carla, I, I, Carla's kind of like, um, I, I think she's comes off better in this scene. Yeah. She goes, I don't know why you're telling me that. We, I just came here to dinner to have dinner with you. And she, Karen goes, when I told Drita I was coming for her, and then I got up and I saw you laughing, I thought, I'm coming for her too. She goes, in my mind, I was coming for you too. And Carly goes, I, I'm not, I wasn't laughing at you. I was just laughing at like, we're on a roof brawling and it was absurd. Damn. So Karen's taking it all the way back to like rooftop brawl. To rare. <laughs> to a place of rare rooftop. Karen's been in a state of rare rage for months and months. That's all. Well, honestly, it's all come together to make her more beautiful yeah. than she's ever been but she is just a human fist she looks like at one point she when she says that to carla she goes she does this thing where she goes in my mind i was she was like goes, i was coming for you too <laughs> she's ready to fight right now well she stands up at one point and she goes you don't want to go to war with me carla are you trying to go to war with me and then carla goes what makes you think you're not going to war with me this is true this is how the talks went i truly believe at the un karen also gets in this zone where she like her accent really picks up when she's like really in her shit talking Mm. mode and she's like yeah they said an ambulance came and i went to the hospital yeah 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 well i didn't do any of that and i'd fucking beat her ass if she came right in here i'd fucking kill that bitch it's like she gets in this like mode where she's like kind of like street, like yeah. street Karen comes out. And she says, and she and goes, Drita can't fuck with me. That girl can lick my motherfucking pussy in a fucking Macy's. <laughs> and at one point they're talking about Carla laughing at it. And then Karen goes, ha ha, giggle on, bitch. She's Putin. Lick my pussy in a Macy's. I like, was like, what? I love that. That motherfucking bitch. 
That girl can lick my motherfucking pussy in a fucking Macy's for all I care. And Carla's like, what? And then they sit up. What does Macy's have to do with it? Karen sits up and puts her two hands on the table and leans over. And then Carla's like, I'm leaving. This is, I don't want to like fight you right now. This is crazy. Putin vibes. Karen follows her to the bar. There are three men in this restaurant who are all just suspiciously dining alone. I was like, this is like divorced men's dining hour. And then Karen and Carla are screaming at each other at the bar while the bartender just like is taking a to-go order. Yeah. I also like that no one's bothered. This is like typical day-to-day Staten Island lady behavior. But then it just ends with them being like, well, we can make peace. I kind of like you. Karen goes... After I got in Carla's face, I realized I didn't want to hurt her. And then she goes, Carla, I invited you to dinner because I like you. Do you like me? And she goes, yeah, I like you. And they just agree not to speak anymore of Drita and Ramona. And then Karen goes, you know what, Carla? You're really not that bad of a person. <laughs> you want a goes, shot or something? <laughs> she goes, yeah. She goes, oh, I'm not that bad of a person. Sure. Peace. Peace. They had, it never came to blows. They had the tension. They had the, like, beating of the chest. Mm-hmm. But it never. Problem solved. Shots were never fired. Yeah. You're, you're actually not that bad of a person. I love that as yeah. a compliment. You're like, thank you. Thanks. That ends the war that never was. I know. But be assured. It's coming. The battle is, is over, but the war is still on the horizon. I believe that. Well, 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 our tour is coming up. On Sunday night, we will be traveling. <laughs> I just have to, my like jeans bunched up behind my Laura's knee and they like itched me. It's like a periscope. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that right in your face. You're like. <sighs> Did you ever have like tight pants in your knee crevice yeah. and then it like hurts? Always. And you're like, ugh. I got some good looks yesterday. Laura, yeah, Carrie is booting the house I'm down with some down. looks. We're both um, going to boots the looks on this leg of we tour. Will. We have a good thing planned for Sunday in San Francisco. So I hope everyone is excited. And there's Get still, your tickets now. There's still a few tickets left. So don't. Don't be shy. Don't go to war with me on this. Bitch, you want to go to war? Ha ha. Giggle on, bitch. They said I went to the hospital. They said the ambulance came. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it didn't. It fucking didn't do it. And I'll fucking kill that bitch. If she wants to fucking go down, she can lick my motherfucking cunt and then fucking Macy's for all I care. Woo. Woo. To a place of cunt. To a place of lick my motherfucking cunt in a fucking Macy's that's for like, all I care. That's like Pazuzu vibe. That's wild. Like, that is that is exorcist. Yeah. Lick me. <laughs> You're fully possessed. And that's a, that, that and was, what did Macy's have to do with it? Is that Macy's in like a fun <laughs> way, like a love for Macy's, or Macy's in a bad way? Don't come for Macy's. I mean, come for all you want. But that's not the place I'd want my cunt licked. <laughs> I'd be like, that girl can lick my motherfucking cunt in a motherfucking Sephora for all I care. If you make Renee clutch her pearls, you know you've crossed the line. This whole episode was in a place of cunt licking. Everyone was talking about we licking each other's pussies and cunts. Cunt licking in Macy's. That girl can lick my motherfucking <laughs> cunt in a fucking Macy's for all I care. That girl can come down on me in a Marshalls. <laughs> <laughs> that girl can eat my ass in a Zara for all I care. What is the clothes? I don't understand what the shop 
element has to do with it. That bitch can go down on me in a Rue 21. <laughs> Is that Forever 21? No, it's like a, it's like knockoff like 20-something outfits. Like it's it's vaguely Forever 21, but like... But it was just a whole nother company that was Rue called 21. Rue 21. Yeah. Was it like the nicer Forever no, 21? No, it was shit. It was like fake Forever 21. I love... Rue 21. Rue 21. You've never heard of it? No. I it thought that like it was an... maybe part of Forever 21. No. I think it's like Russian. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, guys. That girl can lick my fucking <laughs> cunt at the Beverly Center for all I care. Okay. <laughs> we need to go. Buy tickets. We'll see you Sunday. Yeah, we'll tickets. See you, see you Sunday. Yeah, Seattle sold out. And then Portland. I'm looking at you. March 3rd. Buy tickets and lick my... <laughs>